On this episode of Comedy Rewind, where does Shallow Hal rate amongst the Farrelly Brothers comedies? Why does the main cast of this film seem to completely regret being part of it? Is Shallow Hal fat phobic or do people maybe just need to relax a little bit? All of this and more on Comedy Rewind. 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 Push Rewind. I thought this was a comedy show. What's going on guys? Welcome back to 8-Bits Comedy Rewind. We are powered by Audio Technica as we rewatch the great comedies of the 1990s and 2000s. I'm your host, John O'Peck, and joining me, he may or may not have been born with a tail. He's here to tell us all about that. Spawny13, it's uh, Fanny McJanet. How you doing? <laughs> good, mate, good. I do not have a vestigial tail. <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard it here first. It's the first time it's ever been confirmed or yep. denied yep. right here on Comedy Rewind. I was born with a host of other issues, but not a vestigial tail. <laughs> uh, we are talking about 2001's Shallow Howl, mm-hmm. uh, Jack Black's very first lead role in a feature film. That's right. Uh, he did 20 movies before this, but this was the one that had him on the poster as as the man. So that's probably the most notable thing about it. And um, Benny, tell me your personal memories and experiences um, with Shallow How. Yeah, so Memories is another one of those DVD movies for me Yeah, back when it came out. Um, and to be honest, like, it, it's... It was pretty reasonably well received comedy from what I remember, um, and like it was a de- decent film. Um, it still is a decent film. Uh, we'll get into a little bit more on thoughts on like the themes of the the movie itself. Um, but the one thing I remember the most is people making a big deal out of Gwyneth Paltrow in the fat suit, um, mm. and the especially the. Um, the diving board scene, which we'll probably talk about a little bit more later. Um, but that was probably the biggest thing that the biggest thing that was going on at the time in regards to this film, especially with it being advertised and everything like that. And I just remember being at a friend's place and we got out from Blockbuster and watching it and everything like that and going, Oh yeah, that was, that was okay. And then we'd go and watch some other junk comedy movie that was, <laughs> Completely and utterly ten times worse as an actual movie, but we were idiots, so we liked it more. <laughs> that sounds <clears throat> relatable. Yeah, um, yeah so <laughs> similar for me and just the fact that I probably didn't watch it at the movies. So mm. I probably checked it out on DVD. And yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow was a really big deal yeah. back then. I remember like the fact that she was even doing, I guess... A rom com mm. was probably in it in itself like oh like Gwyneth Paltrow's come down from you know Shakespeare in Love which she I believe won many awards for uh, including let's see she won a Golden Globe yep did she win an Oscar she she may have won an she Oscar she also did I, I can't um, remember I think it was like Sliding Doors or something like that yeah Sliding yeah, Doors yeah I, I vaguely remember that I think that thing. was in like two thousand from memory. Yeah, no, she did. So she did win Best Actress for Shakespearean Love yep. in 1999. So yeah, pretty big deal. Um, and I guess yeah, to have her opposite Jack Black mm. was um, was an interesting choice. But they um, made the movie. It was the Farrelly Brothers, which you know they were coming off. I guess there's something about Mary was probably the last 
one uh, before this, or me myself, me, and, myself Irene and Irene was I think. in between. Yeah, yeah, they were right. So I guess <clears throat> this was, you know, me myself and Irene was theirs mm. and Jim Carrey's like more adult, like MA kind of yeah ad- adventure or, or or venture, I should say. And then this was probably going back to that more mainstream, safer kind of comedy for them. Yeah, but um. Yeah, it's one of those movies that's similar to like the Nanny Professor mm-hmm. and uh, any anything else that's centered around the physical appearance of its um, cast. It can be definitely taken the wrong way by mm-hmm. some people, um, and perhaps that's uh, that's fair in some instances probably not fair in other instances because I do feel like the message of movies like this and Nutty Professor is a positive one Mm. but um, we'll get to all that later I I do remember thinking when I watched it that yeah that I enjoyed it enough to want to rewatch it many many years later for this Um, and you know seeing Jason Alexander in a movie was novel as well because Mm -hmm. he was mostly a TV guy obviously from Seinfeld and um that was probably a draw card for me just because I was a big Seinfeld guy. Um, yeah. But yeah, Rotten Tomatoes score, Benny. Where do you think this one sat with the critics knowing that uh, it um, was, you know, it cost cost $40 million, made $141 million, which is nice. It's quite good. Profit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's, let's just say, I reckon it's probably like around a... I'm. I'm not even gonna say it's anywhere near fresh. It's gonna be on the f- high fifties, low sixties side. I reckon. Fifty percent on the dot. There so right down the middle. Not. Mm. Not definitely not fresh. I no. think fresh is sixty percent. But um, yeah. I. I guess it's like you know. I'll read a couple of the the critiques mm. here to kind of flesh this out, but. Time Out gave it a positive review and said, the film is not as funny as their best, but fascinates in the discomforting way it foregrounds the brothers' normally buried, facile, moral dialectic. Mm. That's a very fancy way of saying, um, yeah, like it's not as, it's not their best work, it's not their worst, and it, it makes people uncomfortable in a few different points, and that's interesting, I suppose. <laughs> Yeah, it's it does, and it, I like. There's a couple times, when, and maybe I didn't notice it when I was younger because it didn't really affect me. But watching it uh, uh, this morning when I was watching it to prepare for this podcast, I was like, I did feel moments of uncomfort watching it, um, mm. and maybe that's something that comes a bit more with age and wisdom, and especially uh, the times that we live in now, where we are a lot more aware of these things. Um, but yeah, definitely uncomfortable is an accurate description for certain parts of yeah. this film. <laughs> sure. And I think that's probably, like there's probably things that are meant to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. and then there's things that maybe aren't that are and that's a bad thing. Um, Variety critic said, with the relatively untested black coming on awfully strong, the lack of directional finesse lets the enterprise down creating some clunky scenes and dead air where laughs might have been expected. Um, And, like, that's pretty harsh, but I think that it's probably fair in the sense that, yeah, like, not all of the the jokes are hits 
And I think, yeah, that comes back to what we were saying about how mm. some of it might be uncomfortable that wasn't meant to be. And it's just, yeah, it's just not their best yeah. film, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, it's, there's several scenes there and I can't pick any of them off the top of my head, but like, I, actually probably the one that I can pick up off the top of my head is when he first meets Rosemary um, in the the clothing store and she's like looking at underwear oh, yeah. and making the jokes. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, even like <laughs> if like, you know, it wasn't for her, like, you know, it's still not cool, bro. Um, yeah. So it's just, yeah. That's the first one that just comes to mind, but there, there's several other ones where I'm just sitting and, oh, Jason Alexander about the toe. Um, yeah. The girl with the toe as well. Just, oh, it's just not good, man. You, you guys, you're supposed to be the like the protagonist in this story, but I I don't want to cheer yeah. for you at all. <laughs> That's, yeah, that might come up in what holds up the worst, but it's mm. a, I mean, yeah, they are... It is like it's called shallow how it's yeah. about these two people that are shallow and yeah exactly they need to establish that I guess but anyway we'll we'll get to that mm-hmm. well and truly mm-hmm. um, the number one song when this movie released so in Australia it came out on the first of January two thousand and two oh wow just a few <clears throat> a few weeks after the US release but uh, cast your your mind's eye back to Benny sitting around in a lawn chair in two thousand two oh. New Year's Day. What were you doing? What were you listening to? What was number one? I was actually in Finland. Oh, really? Uh, for New Year's Eve 2001 to 2002. Um, so I was freezing my nuts off. <laughs> I have no idea what song would have been number one in Australia because obviously I wasn't in Australia. Um, what was number one in Finland? Well, that's a very good question. Um, <laughs> might have been System of a Down Chop Suey because that had come out recently, but I sincerely okay. doubt it. Um, anyway, the the number one track down here was Smooth Criminal by oh, Alien Ant yes. Farm. Yes, yes, that yeah. was yeah. Alien Ant Farm was around then as well as Some Forty One would be around then too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I remember now. Yeah. There you go. But we don't know about Finland, so we'll have to come back to that. We'll have to look at that later. Uh, (laughs) What have you done for me lately? Interestingly, Jack Black's last seven roles on his IMDb are all voice roles. Um, Really? Or uh, six, yeah. So to just mention them, Super Mario Bros. the movie, which is coming out next year. Uh, Borderlands the movie, which is apparently coming out later this year. Kung Fu Panda... TV series, which is apparently 11 episodes out there somewhere. That must be on the the, the Netflix one that's on there. Yeah. Then there's a... Okay, so this one's Tenacious D. That that shouldn't be on there. It's just a music video. Um, Apollo 10 and a half, a space-age childhood. He plays grown-up Stan Mm. with a voice role. Uh, Big Nate, a TV show that I haven't heard of, but he has a voice role on there. And then Psychonauts 2. Um, so half of them are video game related yeah. and they're all voice roles. So it's interesting, like he's, he doesn't, so that Jumanji's, could be a COVID thing. Jumanji's not in that list? Like he did Jumanji recently. No, that was probably 2019. Um, so this is all, this is only going back to 2021. Okay. But yeah, like Fair I said, enough. maybe it's a COVID related thing where maybe. it's like, oh, it's easier to just sit at home and record 
into a microphone mm-hmm. than to mm-hmm. show up for filming and wear a mask and all this stuff. True. But um, yeah, I mean, he's no stranger to voice acting. Obviously, Kung Fu Panda's been massive happening for a long time, yeah. and he's done voice acting in video games going back to Brutal Legend mm-hmm. and you know um, a, a, a bunch of Double Fine. Yeah. games including uh, broken age and psychonauts so yeah uh, um, tony hawk mocap <laughs> any self-respecting metal fan you need to check out buddy brutal legend is a great game <laughs> yeah yeah i um just added it to my i just downloaded it like a couple of weeks ago oh, nice. from game pass because so i never good. played it yeah it's so yeah. good i played it when it came out it's really good but yeah we'll get back to shallow hell now yep. <laughs> hopefully it holds up anyway uh yeah so that's that's jack black he's mm-hmm. um keeping busy but uh, not too busy because he's just sitting in a voiceover booth not that that's oh, he's easy, doing a lot but, of uh, like youtube stuff and everything now too though isn't he yeah yeah that's right he's uh got the jablansky yeah and he's, uh, he's, he's very very channel. wild and crazy beard that he's got going on yeah he's so funny he's a um guy. G- gwyneth paltrow played pepper Potts in the mcu mm-hmm. right up until 2019 with Endgame, and then she's apparently been in a series called The Politician, which I haven't checked out. Jason Alexander has returned to TV with Young Sheldon, apparently a recurring role, and then he's in the latest season of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which mm. is a fantastic show that I definitely recommend to anyone with Amazon Prime. Fair enough. Uh, that, that's that's all I wanted to talk about. There's not really anyone else in this movie <laughs> that's uh that's worth digging into so with that in mind let's get into benny what's the most 2000s moment Ooh. or thing of shallow out uh there's references to leaving messages on people's machines the dancing at the club uh, and the fashion at the club <laughs> yes, um painful <laughs> also i will say i might have actually liked clubs a lot more if Australian clubs were a lot more like the clubs depicted in this film. Because that club looked like it was a lot more fun. <laughs> I don't know why, but to me that move, like the club in that film, looked a lot more fun than the dingy nightclubs I frequented in Surface Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they always look better in movies. That's but, true. Yeah. That's true. They um, can actually talk to each other. Yeah. You know, have conversations there's, there's across the room. There's plenty of seating for some reason. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, there's yeah. So that's that. They're all good picks. Mm. Uh, the first thing I wrote down watching it was Jack Black's sideburns. Oh yeah, like yeah. That's a very like probably the last time you could get away with mm-hmm. unironic sideburns. Yeah. Uh, in the early two thousands, y- you're right. There was like a voicemail. Like there's payphones. We get mm. like a a um reference to his neighbor when she's trying to like invite him around she says come over we can watch a video together yeah and like now if you say come over and watch a video you're probably talking about like a youtube clip yeah, or like yeah, yeah. a meme or something <laughs> like you know, here's a tiktok specify like a netflix or a movie or something like that yeah yeah you wouldn't say watch a video because mm. that's like a physical videotape back yeah. then obviously but now it's very much just like a mp4 yeah um there's a line where he says here's my email he's giving his phone number out and he says here's my email address and she laughs like yeah uh, and like it's kind of like without the context it's like why is that funny Mm -hmm. and my assumption is because it's so early in like 
internet culture that she's like, why would I want your email address? That yeah. was my that was my gather gathering from from that line. Yeah, I I think that was just her being like surprised that he's giving her so much details because she's right. Um, supposed to have not been an attractive woman that's uh not really often mm-hmm. hit on so she's not used to being so she's just laughing out of nervousness that's my takeaway from that scene yeah you you're probably right there and then the last thing i wanted to mention was mm. um the oh tony what's robbins his name well yeah tony <laughs> robbins <laughs> he was bigger in the 90s 2000s but Mar- is it mauricio how do you pronounce that character oh, Marucci- mauricio mauricio yeah i'll just call him um jason alexander yeah uh, Jason Alexander is bragging that he makes twenty nine oh, yeah. thousand dollars a year or something like that. Yep, yep. And I I couldn't tell if that was the joke that it wasn't much money or mm. if it's just inflation and the yep. US dollar. You know, yep. like it's is that a lot of money back then? I don't know. Um, I, I, I didn't go that deep into my research. Yeah, true, true. I mean, I remember. It's probably around 2006, 2007. I was making 40K um, mm-hmm. as a 21, 22-year-old, and that was really good money for someone my age at that time, especially because I had a company car and everything like that as well. So um, at that time, yeah, so this just shows how much inflation's gone up in the last however many years, but uh, that was very good wage for someone <laughs> <laughs> at that yeah, age. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so 29, yeah. I, I mean, mean, I think minimum US wage, to, like my first, one of my first jobs, minimum wage for me was like $11 an hour. So. Okay. But, and again, I'm also look- American wages are very, very different to Australian still. So like there's. I'm looking up right now how much was $29,000 in the year 2000 mm. when it was filmed. And the converted amount is $50,000. Yeah. That's, USD, that's so it's fine. Like it's like pretty medium sort of wages in today's times, I guess. Yeah, for America. So I'm guessing the I'm guessing the joke is that he's like he's making an average amount of money. Mm. So he's he's perfectly average. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's uh very two thousands just because of inflation. That's uh, where we're all learning about. Oh, was we... there a, no? There wasn't a pager in this film, was there? <laughs> A pager? No, there's oh, something else sure I watched look- recently. Oh, it was, it was as Dusk Falls we was looking at the pager in that game. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're talking about that Different offline. Different podcast. Sorry. <laughs> uh, most iconic scene. Betty, what have you got? Uh, the diving board scene. 100% the diving board scene. Um, it is the okay. most iconic scene from the entire movie um, and the bit where the kid ends up up on in the tree and <laughs> you just tree. see you see him like looking down going daddy i just that is the best it is the best scene in the film it's actually yeah it is the most kind it, it defies physics in every way exactly and it, it's it's great especially because the special effects that they did to make a skinny gwyneth paltrow make a 300 pound woman's bomb like mm. splash enormous um mm-hmm. that in itself was a pretty cool trick too so yeah the other special effects shot that's worth mentioning is the canoe 
when he's just like oh, yes. in the air, yep. unable to even reach the water. <laughs> <laughs> like the visual gag of um, someone as small as Gwyneth Paltrow causing that. Yeah. Like even a, a even a giant person wouldn't do, do that. that no. I don't think. If in like you'd be more likely to, I guess, potentially sink. Yeah. If anything, I don't really know that much about buoyancy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's probably the lasting mm. image. For me, this and the milkshake was another cool, yeah, uh, digital effect of it just like (laughs) shrinking instantly. Mm. Um, there, so yeah, surprising use of special effects. The other one, where the not so much special effects thing, but the other memorable one is when she throws the underwear at him in bed and he's like folding it, like, get over here, you (laughs) like that one stuck with me as well. Um. There is one, and I think this is, you would kind of get up to like what scenes held up the best as well later on, but I think it's an iconic scene from the film and it actually made me tear up again when I was watching it, but um, when he discovers Cadence at the hospital mm-hmm. uh, towards the end of the film and then realizes that she was a part of the pediatric burns unit and she's got burns over half yeah. her face and everything... That is just heart wrenching. That scene, um, so I think that's also kind of sits in that iconic side of things, as well as mm. where we talk about like what holds up best later on. Yeah, well said. Mm. I think um, you're right. Like for all the over the top gags yeah. and everything, let's just get into what holds up the best. Like mm. I, I think that there is a, a message in this movie that is yeah a good message it's about the you know beauties on the inside and rah 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 and the the best way that it's demonstrated really is at this burn unit where the smoking hot nurse he sees as this kind of old you know to be traditionally would be considered ugly uh, woman because she's got a she has a horrible personality yeah. and um the the kids are, are beautiful and and cute mm. despite their the burns to their the superficial burns to the to their exterior so yeah that for me same thing yeah. definitely like teared up a little bit at that even though I knew it was coming yeah um I, I thought it was like earlier in the movie mm. that like that it's revealed because occasionally they'll do this thing in this movie where they reveal to the viewer what people really look like. Yeah. But that was the first time with him having the wool off yeah, his exactly, eyes, seeing yeah. it for, for himself. And it was the same where they, they held off to show us at the same time. Yeah. It did make me think, how did he not notice the big pediatric burn sign? Yeah. That's what I was thinking as well. Like, <laughs> it's uh, it, when he um, walks into for that scene is he's going up there. He's like, Oh, what floor? It's like, You've been there before. You know mm. where she's working. But anyway, um, yeah, so I think that scene kind of holds up the best. Um, and just because that's, yeah, it really hits home about the what the overall message of the film is, even though I think there's a lot of other parts of the film that do not. Uh, so, like, the way I was talking to my partner about it earlier as well, and I said, this film has a very good positive message in it, but mm. it does a lot of things 
that outweigh the good that it's trying to accomplish, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's kind of like, um, and we can get into mm. what holds up the worst here. We're, we're flying through it, but um, <laughs> no, no, like it's it's a good like natural mm. way to get through it. But um, it's almost like they're going because we have this positive message, we can get away with yeah making fun of these people because exactly. it's okay, um, and that's debatable. Mm. And there's different points of the film where, um. It, it works and there's different points where it doesn't work. Yeah. But I don't think... Like, I think if you were to go to certain parts of the internet, there'll be people that are just like, this movie is fat phobic and this movie yeah. is like highly offensive and it should not exist mm. and blah, 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 blah. And I don't certainly don't fall in that camp because like if... If I had a disability, it would be my weight. Like, I am overweight mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily relate to a character like this because it for them it's it's a it is basically a disability like yeah. she's you said 300 pounds before mm. i don't think we ever get that officially in the movie oh, I, I think that's just from the um uh the synopsis of the film right yeah but you know she's like breaking chairs and she's yeah. breaking like booths of restaurants which doesn't seem possible yeah um but yeah, it's it's to that extent where nobody can look past it except for this person who's been hypnotized. Yeah. Um, so like there are these moments where it's like, um, like there's real tender moments where mm-hmm. like she's living with this, you know, this um, lifestyle that that she has and this, I guess, a, the, the disease of obesity, mm-hmm. um, and the burden that that is for her and the way that it's changed the way she lives and the way that she interacts with people and that's very serious yeah and that's juxtaposed by all these jokes including like you know splashing the kid into the exactly into the tree and and breaking chairs and Hmm. everything else um so yeah it is a bit of a hodgepodge with that kind of thing Um, To the point that everyone... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, I I think the point where it really was noticeable to me, and it's not so much with Katrina, the the girl he shares a cab with, but they did take the girl for that and put, like, drab down her makeup and intentionally make her look ugly. Um, But not to the extremes when he first gets put under the hypnosis by Tony Robbins when he goes to the club for the first time and there's the redhead... Um and her two friends, um, mm-hmm. and they're doing the back and forth shots between, um, like when he's with, he's dancing with him, like he's seeing the beautiful girls, obviously, um, but they have been, uh, to the extreme, like it feels like they're intentionally making these women extraordinarily ugly, ugly, like mm-hmm. it, it feels. Like it's ex- to the extreme is what I'm, my point is. Just they're like, trying to sell it, yeah. sell it more, and it's just. I was watching it today, and I was just like, "This is just no, no. It's just not right. There's something off about it." Um, and I, I couldn't quite put my finger on what it is. And again, maybe it's because I'm looking back, you know, looking at it now with older, wiser eyes in the time that we live in in 2022 compared to me being a dumb young idiot in you know 19 year old in 
2002. Um, you know, it's it just felt very weird when I was watching that. I was like, this there's something wrong here, and I don't know. I can't put my finger on what it is, but it's so heavily heavily exaggerated that I just do not like it. Yeah, no, mm. it's it's interesting, like how far. Like you could say that you've grown up, but I think like culturally, oh, culturally, the whole world cha- has, yeah. There's, yeah, it's been a huge change of like, like I said before about obesity being recognised mm-hmm. as a disease, body um, shaming, I think it's, um, yeah, you know, uh, and it's not even a thing in this film, but gender discrimination and all these other things that happen now in mm-hmm. life, it's it's obviously a very much different world, um, whereas yeah, back then, you know, life was definitely not that way yeah and I, I think it's almost the pendulum swung almost too far where like mm-hmm. you're almost not allowed to even like there's people being shamed for celebrating their own weight loss mm. like 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 a like a someone like a um who's the the actually i do uh, yeah I, i've seen something about some singers that. and stuff yeah like, well, um, not so much singers but there was um there was like a I remember reading something about it. It's like a TikTok trend or something like that where they're because everyone was sharing like videos and things like, especially during the COVID pandemic where they're getting fit and healthy and all that sort of stuff. And then, so there's kind of like a reverse of that now where people are saying, well, I, I didn't, this is not what happened, but I still love the bo- the body that I'm in and all this sort of stuff. So it's more about mm-hmm. trying to uplift each other than put anyone else down. But, yeah, I, I get what you're saying about, you know, people losing weight and being shamed for yeah. that as well. Yeah, so there's like Adele lost a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. Um, Rebel, uh, Rebel Wilson recently lost yes, a lot of weight. Yep. And there's these stories that pop up of people being like, oh, I'm so disappointed that they felt the pressure to conform to societal yeah. norms of, of beauty. And it's like, no, they... like. Being overweight, like you can call it what it is, like a disease mm. or whatever, it is an unhealthy body yeah. type. Like it's actually like a, a health issue. That's mm. why it's called a disease. Mm. Um, and I'm not like an expert about this, so you can like yeah. DM me or whatever if you want to talk about it. But, you know, from working at a health organization in my in my proper job, like, yeah, like there are health risks associated mm. with being overweight so it's yeah it has interestingly swung in this in this direction where it's gone like from you know this movie being like haha the fat people are fat and then no like maybe it's not funny to make fun of someone's appearance that's like Mm. the middle ground that i think we should land on to not even being able to encourage someone to be healthy or to celebrate that they've lost weight like we need to kind of keep that in check i yeah i i agree like i've always gone down the road of as long as you are happy and healthy Mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter what your body weight shape size is because and even if you're even if you're unhealthy like yeah that's like a choice Uh, like uh, yeah yeah exactly (laughs) it's your choice like i'm a relatively skinny guy and I can tell you right now, I am not healthy. <laughs> um, I haven't been to the gym since pre-COVID. I, I've got a bit of a gut going on and things like that. I do not eat healthy at all. Like 
you know, I eat takeaway very regularly, um, as well as many other people in the 8-bit family do as well. But, like, you know, um, so it's not really necessarily about being fat to be unhealthy either because I've I known, yeah, I sure. know, I've known people personally that I've been, like, 120-odd kilos and not exactly, like, super fit and healthy and, like, big muscle guy or anything like that, but, you know bigger person but still really healthy and I, I can guarantee they could probably outrun me on a treadmill but then i've also seen the complete opposite where i've seen like extremely ripped like athletic people and things like that and then their heart explodes as well like because mm. they just work out too much and things like that so there's varying so you can't you, again it's probably like goes back to the the um theme of the film you can't judge a book by its cover um you know so yeah, anyone can be healthy or unhealthy, but that's getting back to my original point of being as long as you are healthy and happy, mm. it should not matter what you your body shape is or how you look. I think that's yep. probably um, more important. Yeah, and I think that is at odds with... Mm. With some of the, yeah, I guess some of the humor in this exactly. film. Exactly. To, yeah. to the point that Jack Black and Gwyneth Paltrow have both said that they regret being in the movie at all. Yeah. Which is a pretty big call for, you know, big blockbuster that makes $140 million. Um, mm. Jack Black's first chance to, to be a lead. Um, Jason Alexander also had something funny to say about the tale. Um, yeah. I've got a quote here. It was really traumatic for me. I didn't even get the joke. Why did he have a tail? It's not even funny, just disgusting. <laughs> and that was only two years after the movie came out. Yeah. Um, so it's never a good thing when your three lead actors are all like mm. talking down on the movie. Um, but that's shallow how. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder if the Farrelly brothers have said anything about it. I'm sure they have because well. like it's... They probably stand by the message, but they probably agree that mm. it is a fine line. And we'll get to that with, um, you know, whether you could make this today because mm. that will be interesting. Um, because we rushed through them, I just want to also go back to what yeah, holds yeah. up the best Definitely. and say Jack Black being cast as the lead in this film, I think holds up really well because he's obviously had such a great career since Shallow Howl. Yep. And he is he is good in this movie. Yeah. Like yeah. Oh. that's something we should say. Like he's great. Like he's he's Jack Black through he, and through. He's acting. He's entertaining, he's funny. Yep. And he sells oh. those um serious moments too. There's actually you know you just reminded me speaking of Jack Black as well, there's one scene that has stuck with me ever since I saw this movie when I was young as well. Um, where he's talking to, it's after he's been snapped out of the hypnosis and he's talking to Jason Alexander's uh, Mauricio and goes, um, he's saying, oh, like, who is, who is your, he's trying to explain it to him why he loves Rosemary. And mm. he says, oh, who was your all-time crush? And he, she, he goes, oh, Wonder Woman. And he goes, okay, yeah, fair enough. Well, what if, you know, you see her as a 10 and you love her and everyone else is telling you she's ugly, what would, would you care? And he goes, no, because I know it wouldn't be true. And he goes, well, that's what I had with Rosemary. And mm. I think that is one of the the best like back and forth moments in the entire film where he's explaining where it's like, I don't care what anyone else thinks of this person. I love them regardless. Yeah. Um, I, I, that, that little moment has always stuck with me because it's always like, 
and I, I think it's also maybe just being a teenager through the 90s where in high school everyone gives a shit about that sort of stuff and you could probably uh, relate it more to being in high school throughout the 2000s. Um, but, like, people were, you know, judgy about that sort of stuff in school and things like that. So and then it was like that was that sort of little moment in my brain. It was like, well, if I, I, I shouldn't actually give a shit what other people think anyway. Because yeah. I should be able to like this person for this reason, if and and that's it. But yeah, that that held up really well too for me. Yeah, it, it's um, it's a good line. It it falls apart a little bit when he spends the next like twenty minutes avoiding her. Oh, and yeah. doesn't want to see her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it does. He doesn't want. Yeah. You know, he doesn't like. He doesn't want to accept the big version of her. He wants to have that version that he remembered. Back, which you know is in line with who his character is, but um, this movie is also two hours long. Which yeah, for this, I was surprised. Like usually, this type of movie is a, a straight up flat ninety minutes. So yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> to I remember to, pausing it at one point to go to the bathroom. I was looking at how much time was left. I was like, yeah. oh shit, I still got another hour to go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <coughs> yeah, it's um, it, it's that point where you kind of expect that mm. you know the the hypnotism or whatever has been lifted and yep. he's going to go find her and I, I don't know whether he's going to tell her what happened or what but he's yeah. going to make his big like professing of love which he does at the end but mm. it's only after um a lot of back and forth and 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 soul searching yeah yeah okay um the other thing i want to say that holds up the worst is some of the uh logic like some of the mm-hmm. hypnotism logic which we're going to get a little bit nitpicky here because that's what we do on the show but um yeah you know like why does he see rosemary as this beautiful person but he goes and sees uh you know his friend jason alexander who's like a, a, a total uh, scum of a human being I, I had thought about that previously in the past and i clued in on it today because he says specifically tony robbins specifically says mm-hmm. anyone you will meet from here on out that you don't already okay. like is not not in those words of verbatim but anyone you meet from now on you will only ever see their in in a beauty so if he hasn't met them or he doesn't know them from before so that's why like he right. sees right her dad the boss as that because he's met him before he's seen him before around the office and all that sort of thing yeah whereas the mum He's never met her before, so that's why he sees her that way, and then she's the fat mum later on in the film as well. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me it's airtight? I don't know about airtight, but from <laughs> that's the logic leap that I'm I'm going down, and that's mm. why he sees uh, Walt um, as well. He he's known Walt from previously, yes, true, so yeah. he still sees like, Walt's a fantastic, wonderful person. So. He, You'd think he'd be this, um, I don't know, good-looking guy, Super similar model. to what's ha- yeah, similar to what happens to uh, was it Ralph and Lee Boy or whatever his name was. Yep, Lee Boy. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, later on in the film. So, but because he's met him before, he he knows who it is. So it's, it, he doesn't mm-hmm. see anything different. Sure. Okay. I'll um I'll retract my comment there but there are some there are still some weird things oh, yeah, like yeah. you know she, she takes off the undies and suddenly they're giant like, yeah yeah that that doesn't 
makes sense or like yeah. when he's like hugging her or something yeah surely when he's hugging her he would realize mm. that his arms are out you know stretched yeah. to get around her um and there's you know it's a comedy you can't yeah. be too nitpicky but i'm gonna do it anyway fair enough <laughs> i'll let you take um, it <laughs> <laughs> who would be the most offended i think it's clearly the group of people i referred to earlier mm-hmm. um whether that necessarily is people who look like this character or people who um, are on that train of calling everyone fat phobic for even wanting to lose weight, they would be very offended Mm -hmm, and they mm -hmm. would probably pick at this kind of movie if it was getting made today. Um, Uh, There's a lot lot of like, a lot of beauty, like high-end beauty standards are in the film too. Like, um. Like we, we kind of mentioned yeah. about like making people uglier, um, mm-hmm. ugly beauty. Like, I guess we're talking, especially as talking about Hollywood and uh, that sort of high level beauty standard. So they're going, oh, well, here's a hot woman. Here's a butt ugly woman <laughs> to compensate so that like, it's just, sure. and just going to the ultimate extremes, like we mentioned earlier. Yeah, it's yeah. uncomfortable to think of an actor mm. portraying deli- a deliberately Del- ugly person as well. Yeah, yeah, like like um, the casting call for that. We're looking for ugly people. Yeah, like and obviously a lot of that they can do within like makeup and things like that too. But yeah. like, um, it just made me think of like, geez, what was the casting call for Ugly Betty like? Like the TV show, like. <laughs> The whole premise is that, you know, she's not an attractive young lady. Yeah, I mean, that's the same kind of thing where mm. they took a beautiful person and put them in braces. Exactly, and yeah. Gave them a bad haircut, like, and, and that's all you need to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like those teen movies where all of a sudden you take the glasses, oh, she's hot now. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, you're, you're right about that. Uh, does Shallow How pass the internet relevancy test? I would probably say no. no. Um, I did. I did type cuckoo into um, the little GIF generator because that's like the repeated kind of mm-hmm. facial expression throughout the movie that Jack Black does. It's yeah. very Jack Black, uh, and it was the second result. So I guess if yeah. that's something you're looking for, then it, it, at least it shows up. But it's not like. Something that shows up a lot. Also. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Like, I, yep. I can't think of seeing anything from this film like on a Twitter feed or anything like that anytime recently. Yeah, I mean, the concept of the movie, I think, probably um, is relevant in the sense that yeah. you could just be like, oh, it's a shallow how type situation and people would like know exactly what you're talking about yeah. in that sense. Yeah. Um, of someone seeing inner beauty mm-hmm, instead of mm-hmm. whatever. But anyway, um, how would modern smartphones and social media change Shallow How? Uh, well, it would probably I ditch the whole would payphone because... scene. Um... Yeah, yeah. I guess plot-wise, like, he's probably still going to see what he sees. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, Tony Roberts kind of says, like, oh, like... He can tell someone's inner beauty without talking to them from 
their aura or something, yeah. I guess. And it's kind of like, yeah, okay, sure, I guess. Yeah. You, you can't really tell if someone's a good person just from looking at them. Yeah. But, um, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> That's true. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I, I, I can't, I can't think, of, think else. of too much. Like, it's not a lot tech-wise that's in the film at all. Um, There'd probably be a sequence where he's, like, flicking through Tinder. Yeah. And he and he's just, like, swiping. Constantly swiping the, right or whatever it is, yeah. He's swiping on all the ugly people <laughs> yeah. instead of... And swiping a, the other direction on the good-looking people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. And that leads us into could you make it today and what would that version look like? It would be fraught with danger to make this movie today. Yeah. But I think you could do it if you were careful enough. You probably could do something similar, but I think you'd have to be very careful of how you do it. Um, Mm. Like you said, fraught with danger. Um, It'd be very, very easy to offend multiple people. (laughs) <laughs> making this today yeah yeah um but i think it's possible like yeah it does have a good message and mm. i'm sure there's probably yeah, actually like, like other uh, movies that have done this same sort of message though better i can't think of one off the top of my head but there mm. probably is something that has done this same sort of thing better yeah, I also cannot think of anything no. off the top of my head, but uh if you can if you've seen something like that, dear listeners, mm. you can let us know. Oh yeah, definitely let us uh, know. I wouldn't <laughs> mind checking it out, but yeah. Yeah. Let's roll straight into the Steve Buscemi Spark Plug Award. Steve Buscemi. A real this, spark this one's plug. very tough. <laughs> There's like six actors of like notable actors in the whole movie. Like mm-hmm. including I guess Kyle from Tenacious D makes his appearance so he's worth shouting out but I think it's got to go to Tony Robbins because he's good in this movie yeah that's probably pretty (laughs) fair I mean he's playing himself Mm -hmm. and he's very convincing Uh, he's very tall (laughs) I did not realise how tall he was until I saw him next to Jack Black I'm just scrolling through the um the cast list on Google at the moment. I've just noticed uh, WWE's Dolph Ziggler was um, in the nightclub. Uh, someone in the nightclub, apparently. Well, that's random. <laughs> yeah, that's just like I guess his nightclub guest or something is what he was labelled as. Um, but yeah, no, apparently he okay. was in um, Shallow Hell. There you go. <laughs> well, <coughs> what would he have been doing in two thousand? Uh, probably still trying to be a wrestler <laughs> as well. Mm. So it's probably just an extra, is what you're saying. Yeah, he would have been just an extra. Um, but yeah, I was just scrolling through the list here, so I was like, oh, that's odd. I was looking for any names go. I recognised besides the top build cast, obviously. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah besides Tony Robbins, Carl, Carl Gass would be my other one, um, just because yeah, I know him from Tenacious D, obviously. Yeah, he doesn't really get to do anything like no. wacky or anything, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I mean the the um, the boss mm-hmm. uh, Steve Shanahan, played by Joe Vitarelli, he just looks like he's meant to be in like a mafia movie or something. Yeah. Like he's just got that slick back look about him. Um, but 
he's good, like with the Scottish accent and everything. He's probably too big of a role to to get this award. So mm-hmm. let's just give it to Tony Roberts. Sure. And um, it's not the best or most deserving of all our uh, award winners, mm-hmm. but uh, he's going to get it for Shallow Howe. Last question, Benny. Yep. Is Shallow Howe still a good movie? This is... I'm interested what you're going to have to say with this one. No. No, I don't think it is a no, good movie. No, he's gone with the no. Um, like, like I said, I, I, I said at the start, like, I think it's a fine... Like, it, it's 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 an okay watch. Um, Did you laugh? I laughed at the kid in the tree going, Daddy! <laughs> but that's really about it. Um, like, I didn't laugh at all throughout the rest of this film. Um, there's yeah. nothing... Like, even, like, the obvious setup gags with the chairs breaking, I'm looking at it going, I just... Maybe I thought this was funny when I was younger, but I don't find it funny at all now. Um, yeah, I mean... I hear what you're saying. There's mm. there are some funny moments like these the two guys make a rude comment towards uh Rosemary mm. and Jack Black he thinks, thinks they're talking him, about yeah. him. And that's quite funny because he goes in there and he's like, Hey, maybe I've put on a few kilograms but that one out there, that she, that knockouts with me or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And um I, I, I like that just because it's Jack Black yep. getting all feisty about his, his weight. Um he he apparently had to lose weight to be oh really in this movie yeah because <laughs> I guess like the whole concept of being shallow like yeah part part of the joke is that him and and Jason Alexander like they're not mm. exactly like drop dead gorgeous yep. themselves yeah um but then oh, part oh, of just it just before we wrap up as well can we talk about yeah. Jason Alexander's toupee in this film. <laughs> I'm glad that it got its its moment where yeah. it kind of got dislodged a yeah, little bit because yeah, it made I, them made them talk about it. Yeah, because I was like, "Oh my god, it's so bad! Uh, it's so painfully obvious." I, I guess we know it's painfully obvious as well because we know him so well from Seinfeld. But it's just like it looks so bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's one of the most famous bald people yeah. ever, probably yeah. <laughs> of all time. Um, so to see him with like this the thinnest little like almost yeah. like text like permanent marker kind yeah, of style it's hair it's just so bad it's yeah and it's it's probably a, a nice little touch for that character to uh to yeah. try and he, hold he, on he's to so shallow of, about a toe yeah that but it's like mate your hair is just shocking bro <laughs> like yeah yeah and that's one of the things where it would have worked a lot better if they made that character a bit more redeeming. Yeah, like there's, there's not a lot can, of redeeming you can have, about him. Yeah, like you can have terrible people, like terrible characters in movies, mm. and it still work. Like Stifler in American Pie, like yeah. he's a bully. He's like an over the top, like loud mouth, but he's just so funny that you're just like, ah, it's Stifler. Like, yeah, he's he's okay. Um, and there's other like so many other examples that you can think of of terrible people that get away with it because the character has some kind of charm about them or they've got mm-hmm. some kind of like undeniable humor and this is just like George Costanza but way worse yeah like he's like he, like he makes George Costanza look like a good person yeah which is saying a lot it is saying a um, lot. <laughs> and like for him to be the best friend of this guy 
and there's like no real reason why they're like they're friends like they yeah. don't really sell that to you either um so yeah the, the two of them being these shallow guys and um talking about women in in these ways it's mm-hmm. it's, it's it, yeah it, it it doesn't necessarily feel right and when it doesn't feel right then it just doesn't work properly so yeah. i mean i yeah i definitely had a few laughs i probably would say that i enjoyed re-watching it mostly but i was also kind of like distracted and not yeah paying attention there's way better movies to rewatch from this era if yeah. you want to go back so i'm not gonna argue with your no yeah and is it still a good movie i mean and also there's a lot better farrelly brothers films as well um from this era like you don't even have to go far to find it you've got buddy something about mary stuck on you um me myself and irene all surrounding this film Mm -hmm. which are all much much better films um yeah. yeah it's um there's such a hit and miss partnership those mm. brothers um i i don't know if i've seen stuck on you but that's the one with is, the is conjoined that... twins and it is Matt yeah Damon um, and um greg kinnear i think it is so is that a good yeah. movie is that i considered I, a good I, I well i remember it better than i remember this one <laughs> i'll put it that Mm. I remember it being better than me, myself, and Irene and and Shallow Hal. That's for sure. Okay. I might have to um, consider revisiting or or watching it for the first time, I guess, for this podcast. Yeah. Very good. All right, Benny. Um, That is the podcast. Is there anything you want to plug? You've been doing some potties lately. Uh, Just the one at the moment. We we might look at doing some more in the coming week or so, but uh, Mm -hmm. we did the 8-bit cast the other week. And it was it was actually a pretty cool, fun little hangout chat and all that sort of stuff. And I hope that came across in the audio. And I apologise to <laughs> you for my woeful impression of yourself and Brendan at the, in the cold open. I don't know if you've listened to it or not yet. Um, I know. I didn't realise that there was, um, there was <laughs> a little Easter egg in there. I'll have to go listen. <laughs> so um, I apologise. I mean, it, it was really, really bad. It wasn't even an attempt at an impression. It was just like, <laughs> I'm going to do a funny voice. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, nah, check that out. Um, and, yeah, hopefully we can uh, put some more 8-bit cast stuff together soon and do some more fun there. Yeah, we've, we've got something special coming up, mm-hmm. yourself and I. Yep. Um, I'm sure there'll be some spoiler cast and other great 8-bit content coming soon on top of our usual mm-hmm. offerings. But uh, if you want to support what we're doing here, for starters, you can subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends, give us a cheeky five-star rating and review in your podcast service of choice, but especially Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podchaser. Uh, if you want to support what we're doing here at 8-Bit, you can chip in some dollars over at our Ko-fi page. That's ko-fi.com slash we are 8-Bit. And Benny, where can we catch you on the socials? You can catch me on Twitter at thespawny13. And also check out 8-Bit on Discord. Um, I don't know where you could get a link for that because I don't know what the link probably. is. But it's probably on our 8-Bit website, 8-Bit.net. Yes, that's what I was going to say. There you Do go. that. It's a good time. Uh, you can catch me on the socials at Jono himself. Dear listeners, thank you again for joining us on Comedy Rewind. Be kind. And stay hungry. <laughs> <laughs>